Hey, welcome back everybody. This is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. It's great to have you with us today. Whether you're a member of Parker Ford or just watching online or friend, family, uh, maybe someone shared this with you, we're excited to have you with us in our ongoing midweek series on the Sermon on the Mount. We've called this series A Path Forward because this is what I believe this teaching is for us today. It's a path forward. Jesus' great teaching on what it means to live in the kingdom offers us a path forward out of gridlock, out of political partisanship, out of the craziness of our times. Jesus offers us an alternative, better way forward. So that's why we're calling this series a path forward. And today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18, where he talks about fasting, but he ties it into this concept of being obsessed with our own image. And so what I've called today's teaching is adolescent or superficial fears. Adolescent in the sense of not fully mature. Before we get into the teaching today, would you join me? Let's pray. Let's invite the Spirit to speak. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that today as we look at this passage from Jesus's sermon recorded in Matthew chapter 6, Lord, that you would teach us to be a people that walk forward, move forward with you, in abundance, in freedom, not obsessed or worried about our own image, but focused on you and what you say about us, and free and free indeed in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So just by a quick way of review, once again, Jesus' central teaching was and is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. We can touch it. God's kingdom is, is here. This is why a couple of weeks ago in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the Sermon on the Mount is the way that Jesus answers the question, how do we live in the kingdom? And then he gives the Sermon on the Mount. This is how we live in the kingdom. And he gives the Beatitudes, and then he gives the various statements about, you've heard it said, but I say to you this. And that leads us to the teaching today. In this teaching from Matthew 6, I think Jesus offers us a path forward out of image protection, out of fear of man, out of needing to, a need to be validated by others. I don't know about you, but that has been a struggle for me at times in my life, desiring, craving the validation of people over the validation of God, and I believe out of the chaos of our cultural moment. So here's the word. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 16, says this. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fa- that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So there's a couple of different things that I want to break down in this, in this passage. First of all, Jesus says, and when you fast, there's an assumption there that we will be a people who fast. Fasting's not my favorite spiritual discipline. I, I love food, and I love eating food, and, and for me, uh, fasting is, is one that I have to be very uh, disciplined and thoughtful about, that this is something that helps me uh, slow down. It's something that helps me focus in on God. It's something that takes my attention off of my own needs and sets it um, on the needs of others or on Him. You know, one of the things 
um, that fasting did in the ancient world was so much of time. They didn't have microwaves. They didn't have modern refrigeration. And so making a meal took much, much longer than it does for us. You know, drive through the local fast food restaurant or microwave your dinner or whatever, Instapots. We want food and we want it now. And usually we found ways of doing it quickly. But in the ancient world, food took a long time to prepare and cook. So one of the things that fasting did wasn't just make you hungry, causing you to crave after the things of God, but it also freed up a huge amount of time in your day that would have gone towards food prep. So there is something to be said about that when it comes to fasting in the modern world. Fasting not only from food, but from things that consume our time. Things in our daily routine that take a lot of our time. It's good to set those aside and focus and give that time to God. Regardless, Um, Jesus assumes that we will fast. So he says, when you fast. Then he says, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Now this word in Greek um, that's translated into the English hypocrite, um, it literally means a play actor or a pretender. Someone who's acting as if life is a stage and everyone else is the audience. And so they're giving a performance. So he's saying, when you fast, don't put on a play. Don't put on a performance. You know, the actors and performers, they give a performance to entertain. They give a performance that you might think that they're a great actor or a great performer. He's saying, don't do that. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. So the whole point of the fast is it's actually an excuse to show off their own righteousness to other people that they can get the praise and adulation of others. They even make themselves look hungry, look tired, look thirsty, look like they haven't showered in days. They disfigure themselves that their fasting might be seen by others. So the whole point of the fast is that they would get spiritual points in other people's opinions of them. Jesus says, don't be like that. Don't do that. Now he's going to offer us a different path forward. He says, but when you fast, Again, the assumption here is that the people of God will make fasting a practice in our lives. He says, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. In other words, take a shower, put on deodorant, do the things you got to do to look presentable for the day. Anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. Which leads us to, I think, this really key question— who is it that sees you? Or maybe another way of thinking of it is, who is it that you crave to see you? Whose opinion are you after? And then Jesus closes this simple little statement, series of statements with the, with the promise that your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And he's not just saying in eternity, he's saying he'll reward you right now because the ultimate reward of God isn't a mansion The ultimate reward of God isn't a crown put upon your head. The ultimate reward of God is his presence. And so what Jesus is saying is when you fast, you don't have to worry about other people seeing you because God sees you. And if God sees you, then he's with you. He's rewarding you with his presence as you hunger and thirst after him, as you seek him first. 
one of the books that we've been tracking with, we, we've been tracking with a divine, uh, The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard and also with Sky Jatani's What If Jesus Was Serious, his little simple devotional that he came out with earlier this year. He says, regarding this passage, he writes, one of the many graces of growing older is being liberated from what others think about me. I have not been released from this prison fully, but I sense I may be up for parole soon. At the very least, I am more free than my children, and Sky Jatani has several adolescent children. I'm more free than my children who still fear the ridicule of their peers for saying, doing, or wearing the wrong thing. So much of the adolescence is pretending to be someone we are not in order to win the approval of other pretenders. How true that is. Throughout Matthew 6, he says, Jesus emphasizes the danger of living to win the approval of others rather than God. He shows how this can infect the authenticity of our giving, praying, and fasting. But these are merely illustrations of the danger. Any element of our life with God can be corrupted when we become more worried about what people think of us than what God thinks of us. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25 and this is the NLT translation, it says this, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. I don't know about your journey, but my journey parallels Sky Jatani's journey. The older I get, the more I'm becoming free from worrying about what other people worry about me. It's not that I don't care about other people, it's just that so often others, <laughs> their opinions, uh, it ultimately disappoints. It's ultimately building a sandcastle, a house of cards when you're craving what other people think of you when you're fearing man. When we learn to fear God and really learn to receive our identity, our worth, our value from him, it's not that we care about people less, even though their opinions may matter less, it's that we're receiving who we are from our Father appropriately. And so we can actually be the person who we're meant to be. In many ways, and, and multiple spiritual formation directors and great spiritual formation thinkers throughout the ages have said this in one form or another, but in many ways, the great challenge of life is to truly be who we are. When we enter into eternity, God's not going to say, why weren't you more like Billy Graham, or why weren't you more like Mother Teresa, or why weren't you more like this person or that person? The question will be, DJ, are you who I made you to be? So are you being the person that God has called you to be? Not based on the judgment or the opinion of other people, or what they think about you, but who God has created you to be. Have you been liberated by the Son to truly be free and free indeed in who he made you to be. So a few questions for you to think through, ponder as you reflect on this passage. I'd, I'd invite you to read Matthew 6, verses 16 to 18, just a short passage. Read it on your own, and then ask these questions. What are some areas in your life where you are tempted to care more about what other people think than what God thinks? So just list a few areas in your life where you are concerned about the opinion of others over the opinion of God. How does Jesus' teaching potentially free you from this burden?
How would Jesus free you from the burden of caring so much about what other people think about you? And finally, how might Jesus be offering you a path forward? Again, he says, when you fast, do it in secret, and your Father who is in secret will see you and reward you. He'll be with you. He's with you today through his Son, Jesus Christ, through the abiding Spirit, through the Word of God. He's with you today. And so I want you to receive this promise from Jesus that he gave over 2,000 years ago, but receive it fresh today, that as you set aside time to be with him, fasting from other things, fasting from food, focusing in on the presence of God, he will surely be with you and bless you with his presence. So be blessed today. Go with God. Have a wonderful day.